Hello and welcome to BB On The Record, this new podcast from British Bandsmen. I'm Mark Good, editor of British Bandsmen, and it's great to have your company. In this first episode, I chat to well-known brass band personality Sandy Smith, someone who's acclaimed as a performer, educator, composer and arranger. He's also one of the newest members of Capital Promotions' music selection panel. That's the body which is responsible for choosing test pieces for the regional championships and national finals. I started by asking Sandy how he became involved. Just a random phone call I made to Richard Evans about five or six weeks ago. It was just a catch-up call just to see how he was doing, you know, because I know he's not been, been terribly well. Um, and, and we do chat, we've known each other for years and years. And it was just through that that he mentioned the fact that um, there was an opportunity to do it and would I be interested. He knows me well. He knows that this is a bit of a passion anyway, the test piece thing, and I've I've had a few articles on various platforms done about repertoire and things like that. So he knows it's it's the sort of thing that I'm passionate about. So I said, look, yeah, uh, no problem, I says, but they will realise what they're going to get, you know, (laughs) Um, because I'm not going to be backward in trying to champion what I think should be being used and being done to try and help bands in all sections. So I said, yeah, fine, put my name forward. And, and that's what he did. And it's that's how it started, yeah. So many of us are involved in bands which uh, compete at the regional championships but might not be too familiar with the setup. So what does your role entail and how are the pieces chosen? Until recently, the panel consisted of uh, Philip Morris, obviously, uh, Tim Jones, who works for Capital, Tim's the administrator of the whole thing, so he collates all the ideas and presents them back to the panel so that we know what we're going to discuss. Uh, and then there's Richard Evans, uh, Brian Buckley, Sam Harrison, John Maines, and until recently, Paul Holland and Mike Fowles. So Mike and Paul have, have left the panel, and that was how the two vacancies came up, which have been filled by myself and Bob Childs. They had a meeting in January, which was to sort out the pieces for the national finals in September and October this year. So they, they've all been chosen. They're all sorted. The next meeting is the back end of April, I think the 23rd or 25th. It's a Thursday. Can't remember the exact date. Um, and that's to discuss the regional contests for 2021, so February, March next year. They will confer about the success or otherwise of this year's, and then we, we just we discuss pieces that might be suitable for, for the next one. I know, as you say, this is an area which is really close to your heart. How are you looking forward to really getting stuck in and, and having some input into this process? I, I, I am really looking forward to it. I'm quite excited by this because I think it's absolutely crucial. For, for the vast majority of bands, this is the big event of the year. Uh, you know, bands will, you know, occasionally qualify for Cheltenham. The top section bands will qualify for the Albert Hall. But for, for a lot of bands, even getting to Cheltenham is is the highlight of a band in Korea. And when the pieces are announced at the Cheltenham contest in the September of the previous year, then from then on, uh, the bands are desperate to get to know the piece they have to tackle in the new year. And it's, a, it's vitally important, I think, that we provide them with music which is going to help develop them as bands and give them good quality pieces. There's lots of good, lots of reasons for that. Um, but they, they spend an, an awful lot of time on these pieces. Some might say uh, a disproportionate amount of time. I mean, I remember back to the time I was playing, um, certainly Whitburn and Black Dyke, 
that the the test pieces for the the national finals were announced six weeks before, and that was it. You had six weeks to prep them. Um, I can't remember what happened with the area pieces. Mainly when I would when I joined Dyke, there was still a system in place where if you won the nationals, you got three years a buy for three years. So I say you won in 1980, then in 81, 82, 83, you didn't have to compete in the area contest. And I was just lucky that at the time I joined Black Dyke that they had just won the nationals. And uh, so I didn't do an area for about four or five years when I was at Dyke. So we didn't really pay too much attention apart from going to it. Certainly now, you've nearly a good six months on it. Things have changed slightly. Uh, and I think it's it's really up to the panel. It's a vital job. We've got to provide pieces that are going to keep them engaged, keep them interested, keep them turning up to rehearsals as well during those winter months of January and February. And, and if it's it's a hard task. Uh, I think there are certain things that can be done. I think one of the, the main problem areas is the, the gap between the first section and the championship section, uh, both in playing standard and in uh, the pieces as well. Um, well, you you were involved during the regional contest, and in the build-up to the contest, you were no doubt hearing bands as they were showcasing yeah. their pieces in the build-up and so on. So, what did you make of the standards before the um, the area contest? I adjudicated a contest in in Warrington in January, which is basically a, a tryout contest, and I judged the the first section and the top section. So it's basically work in progress. And you give bands, you know, feedback on on where they are and what they need to really have a look at and things like that. So that's when I really started to get to grips with these pieces. I had scores anyway for Philip's piece, Philip Sparks' piece. Um, But the legacy of Tom DeVoring, I got to know it then. And then I did two or three of those preview nights down here. So basically, uh, a band will organise whatever section they're in, plus one band from all the other four contests. They're always well attended. Uh, so I did two or three of those. So I got to know all the pieces. I judged four of the five. The only one I didn't judge was was Chris Bond's Neverland. And so I, I really got to sort of know how the bands were coping. And it was quite interesting in, in a lot of ways. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about A Tale As Yet Untold being really difficult. I don't think it is that difficult, to be honest, in, in the larger scheme of things. I mean, everybody I've spoken to saying about top section test species now, on a scale of one to ten, that piece is probably about a six or a seven. Uh, I know there's hard euphonium parts, uh, hard euphonium part and a hard horn part. The rest of it, well, there's a hard cadenza. The rest of it is pretty playable um, w- with the right skills. I just think a lot of bands struggled, especially with the solos. I mean, it was too hard for them. And so I think you, you have to begin to question then, are there too many bands in the top section? But there seems to be this total desire to get the, you know, into the top section at all costs in some quarters and have it on the website. But they but they can't cope with the pieces. And I understand fully that um, the 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 area top section contest has has to try and get the best bands to London. It's it's a commercial venture, and I'm absolutely with Philip Morris on this 100%. He has to get what on paper are the best bands, uh, you know, to London to to sell tickets. It's a huge undertaking to put that contest on, and we we need a hard test piece to to sort the bands out. Um, I think what it shows more than more than ever is that the the, the bands at the lower end who are struggling would be far better served as a, from an enjoyment factor and a progression factor playing a piece that they can actually make music with i mean i did hear bands hanging on by the skin of their teeth and it certainly couldn't have been very pleasurable to play this is what worries me slightly that we're pushing people out and i know certainly in my area around home Huddersfield, bradford leeds sheffield all this there are people packing in 
playing because they just do not want the stress of, of, of playing these sort of pieces. But we need them in order to get to, to test the top bands. Um, so is it fair to say then, and you can tell me, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, but are there some, and I know this isn't a new issue by any manner of means, but are there some really good first section bands, for example, currently sitting, languishing at the lower end of the championship section? And so it continues down the levels. I yeah. mean, if we, if we look at Legacy, for example, which was used as the first section test this year, there were arguments to say from some quarters that that piece didn't provide enough of a test for bands aspiring to get to the championship level. That said, though, if you went to some of the first section contests this year, there were only handfuls of bands that, that could really get to grips with it. Yeah, there was. And I, I tried to say, when I judged at Durham, I tried to explain to them why I thought that this was a really difficult piece. I mean, let me say straight away, I love the piece. I think Tom's, yeah, it's yeah. a fabulous piece. Whether it's a first section test piece is a, is a different matter altogether. It's a great piece of music. It's a lovely piece of music. It's full of great ideas. If you were a euphonium player playing Legacy and then you were promoted and then you got a tale as yet untold. So Legacy was, it was reasonably straightforward for bands to get a, a, a sort of overall picture of this. Um, and I tried to explain when I, in the, the pre-results bit in, the, uh, in Durham that because you think you're playing this and because you think that it's all sounding reasonably okay and the notes are roughly in the right place, as judges, we, we're straight away looking at really top sort of notch things like, is the balance absolutely right? Is the intonation spot on? Are the handovers of, of chords, do they work? Do they, does, does the internal balance that's going on all the time, does it work or are they just sort of playing the notes? And I think this is where bands, they, they, they don't really understand it. You, you're then talking about stuff that, which really top-notch players have to have to deal with. And they just think because they've got all the notes roughly in the right place that they're playing a really good performance of it. And it, it doesn't work like that. There is a huge argument for saying that there are a lot of first-section bands in the top section, really. If they were playing some of the pieces which are totally neglected at the moment, that um, that people don't know what to do with them because they're considered either far too difficult for the first section, but too easy now to separate the real top-notch bands. All of that is is our best repertoire. So we're talking about um, I don't know things like spectrum variations on a ninth, dances and arias, essence of time, uh, checkmate. Stuff like there's loads and loads of them. I could name you thirty or forty, and they don't get played now. Is there a balance to be struck? I mean, what was I guess positive in in some respects this year was that there was some new music rising to the fore for the regional contests, and of course we've got to keep pushing and striving to to widen the repertoire. But is there a balance to be struck by continuing to strive and and look for new voices coming to write for the brass band world while continuing to embrace some of these golden works that you're chatting about? Yeah. For a variety of reasons. Um, I did a, an article three or four years ago, and I, I made a, a plea about this. And also gave a suggested list of, of possible things that have been played for a while or things that have been a bit neglected, that where they could maybe go. Um, since then, strangely, some of them, I'm not taking credit for this at all, because it's, it's, not, um, it's not hard to make a list of the really good pieces. You know, everybody knows what they are. 
it was just to point out they're not being used. Um, so some of them have been. We have to forget this idea that music has a sell-by date that because it's 30 years old or, or whatever, that it's old hat or whatever. It, that's just short-sighted. And I think there's a fear factor as well from a lot of people. We've had it for what would have been the Grand Shield contest in May with Freedom, or Hubert Bass Freedom and Life Divine. And there's been I saw comments on Facebook from people who should have known better saying, how am I supposed to inspire my band to play this old crap and this, that and the other, and it's just old hat. That's a fear factor. People don't know what to do with those pieces anymore. And we have lost that. Freedom is a brilliant piece. Um, It's lyrical, it's technical. uh, It makes a band sound good. Um, And I think the reason we need to play those sort of pieces and then coming further forward, there are lots of good neglected pieces from the 70s, 80s, 90s. We need to show composers who are preparing to write for band what the best of our repertoire sounds like we don't take that opportunity in the moment we need to show them this is what works you don't have to copy the style obviously but this is how the scoring works some scoring from even even some you know european type pieces some of the scoring is appalling if you want people to write well for band you've got to show them the best of what we've got when i did that article uh three or four years ago i did say the one glaring omission on it was obviously uh, new music. I couldn't. I can't add a list of new music to that article because it obviously hasn't been written yet. You know, when I was a youngster, we had people like George Lloyd, uh, Joe Horowitz, uh, John McCabe, uh, all these sort of people writing. Robert Simpson. They were they were proper composers. I mean, proper professional composers. We we're drifting away a little bit from that. We've lost that connection a bit for various reasons. We've got sort of band-generated composers writing things now, which is fine, but I think we need to be careful about the quality control of it as well. Among the thoughts which need to go through um, folks' minds are, for example, if you're looking back the way a little bit as far as choosing pieces is concerned, then um, what do you have as far as percussion requirements are concerned one to make sure that people are kept busy uh, but two I guess the the other end of that is if you're looking to new music um, is the equipment list practical for a band sitting in its band hall in whichever little town it is if a piece is submitted that has a big vibraphone part for section two or three then a lot of bands won't have a vibraphone and the cost of getting one etc etc I've uh, conversely to that though I've spoken to to top section percussionists uh, in a few areas, Philip's piece took four or five percussionists. Five, probably, to, to, to make it easy for the guys in the percussion section, four at a pinch. And and if you've got 10 bands in a section, that's 40 percussionists that you've got to find in one regional area. A lot of them are saying there just is not those amount of people about. So we've got to be practical as well. And as it goes down through the sections as well, I thought the most successful pieces of the regionals this year was was Andrew Baker's piece Endurance I thought that was really really good so well written and and the percussion requirements as well he tailored it to that standard of band and what you would expect those bands to be able to provide as far as instruments are concerned and the standard of playing obviously and and Chris Bond's piece as well I thought yes. those were the those were the real success stories so I've no problem with those sort of things no problem with new music at all um but I think we need to we still need to be using this really good music and I think there is a, also this argument which happens all the time about us losing the, the sense to play lyrically uh, and with a bit of emotion or heart or understanding even I mean in, in the legacy there was there wasn't a right lot to do f- 
for, for a lot of people individually. Uh, there was a Cornet solo, which was very beautiful. And I did judge it, and I heard it on the preview nights and just two or three contests, uh, one in January, um, the areas as well. People just struggled with that to actually express themselves. You know, there's an opportunity there to really pile some points on, and very few people took it. So where does this leave us then? Because for many bands, they structure their entire year around the regionals, and then, of course, if they're lucky enough, heading off to the nationals later in the year. So is there a two-pronged approach? What are the chances of any restructuring? Of course, it comes back to the parties voting for Christmas argument, bands don't want it, and or does it make your job there when you're choosing the pieces for these contests even more important to make sure it's the right piece that helps ensure that the best bands rise to the top so you've got these great um, representatives to go off to the nationals oh it's this is this is the real 64 million dollar question isn't it it is turkey's voting for christmas but i think they've got to see past that and and i can't i can't believe for a second that some of the bands i heard play tales yet untold enjoyed the experience terribly there'd be a certain amount of relief to get to the end but i just don't think it's 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 good preparation the restructuring of the thing yorkshire's a, a, i was going to say a good example it's a bad example i conducted in the fourth section way back in the 80s a band and we drew 17 and there was at least 23 bands in it because i remember clocking that there were still half a dozen bands after us and all that so there's probably 23, 24 bands. They're down to eight now in that section. And during the same period, there was there was eight, nine, ten bands in the top section. Now there's 16, 15 or 16. It's it's nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense. There is not that amount of, of championship section bands. Um, they've made a bit of a mess of it, the, the, the regional committee, promoting too many bands. And, and the big problem you have is, yeah, it looks great on paper, we're a championship section band on the website. It says that. And if you, all your colleagues at work in the office say, you know, you're playing a brass band. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like football leagues. You know, we, we're in the championship section. That's like playing, we, uh, you know, in the Premier League. And that's, we, we're the sort of Arsenal, Man United. Oh, really? You're that good, right? They're not. They're just not. I just have a gut feeling that if we played really good music and there was a bit of restructuring going on, the contest would be far more enjoyable. They'd be far more competitive. And, and far more enjoyable for people. They, people are, are sort of leaving the movement. Everybody I speak to, if I speak to someone in Wales or in Scotland or in the northeast or in Cornwall, they're all saying people around them are packing in. I I could make a band up from people in Huddersfield and Homeforth that would be a really cracking band of people that just don't play anymore because they're fed up of it. They don't want it. They, they, they want more realistic challenges. And I think that's what the music panel can, can help provide that. We've got to move the first section pieces. You've got to see it to a certain extent as an entrance exam for the... And we've got to make make sure that if we... We cannot just throw horn players uh, up through the second, first section into the top section and then give them a cadenza that was written for Owen Farr. It's, it, they're not going to do it. We're, we're suddenly asking 80 horn players and 80 euphonium players to write, to play cadenzas that were written for, at the time, this was... 10 years ago, David Childs and Owen Farr, the best two players, arguably, of their instruments ever. Uh, and we're asking 80 euphonium players to play that. It's it's nonsense. Would you say the first section is perhaps 
one of the most challenging sections in which to choose pieces for because, yes. as you say, you've got the bands coming up from the second, perhaps, but then a stone's throw away from yeah. getting to pieces like A Tale As Yet Untold. Yeah, it, it is. That's the, that's the conundrum one. It was designed originally to try and bridge that gap. It was added on. And if you look at the test pieces that were being chosen initially, I think some some of those sort of standard of pieces is what we need to be presenting the bands with again. But we've we've sort of it's it's lowered down. It's almost like we're we're choosing pieces. I know this will sound slightly wrong, but everyone gets an idea of the sort of standard, and then they're choosing pieces to suit the standard rather than choosing pieces that are going to push the standard on. You know, it doesn't mean going overboard, but it means presenting them with realistic challenges that are going to test them in all the right ways. I, I, I just I don't think there's an argument against it. You know, against playing the really good repertoire I've got. We do need new stuff, but there needs to be a bit of quality control in it as well. So that we provide people with good examples that they can follow as to how to write for band. So clearly it's a real balancing act. And clearly you're going to have some interesting discussions and fruitful discussions, I'm sure, with your panel over the, the, the coming weeks and months. Hopefully, we can all look forward to some national finals later this year. Sadly, of course, we probably won't see any representatives from London and the Southern Counties this year for yeah. understandable reasons. That contest not taking place with the um, continued spread of COVID-19. And I guess we'll just need to see how things pan out as far as the, the timetable for the rest of the banding year is concerned. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it is really up in the air now. Nobody really knows what's happening uh, or the timescale of this or anything. I mean, we, we could conceivably, you know, lose the whole calendar. The, the, the national finals at the Albert Hall, the decision whether that goes ahead will could largely be down to the Albert Hall. If they decide to keep shut, I mean, things like the BBC prom season, what's going to happen with that? That's normally... I mean, a huge thing over the summer. I don't know. It's it's really up in the air. But I, I think it is a good opportunity, this, to try and, and have a close look at it. Um, but it's not that we're going to try and go bananas and, and present bands with challenges that are unattainable. We've, we're good, we can pick the right music, and we can pick music that I think was, is going to improve the standards. We keep being told that the standard's going up. It's not. It's not going up. It's, it's a really, really difficult one. But um, I think my my remit is just to try and make sure that whatever music we choose, that it's the best examples of what we we can have, the best examples, and that it's enjoyable for bands as well. If they're going to spend January onwards rehearsing these pieces, that we make it an enjoyable experience as well. If you're putting people through too much, then that's this is when people pack in after the areas. I've had enough, that's it. We can't afford any more of that because it's getting harder and harder. Band numbers are dropping. Um, we've got to make it a far more enjoyable experience. Uh, and for audiences as well, we're trying to get audiences in. You only need to look back at this, the, whatever test pieces are picked, either the Albert Hall or, or the, the regionals. When you get a really good piece, you get a good audience as well. And we need audiences. Without an audience, it's nothing. That's it for this first episode of BB On The Record. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can enjoy a digital subscription of British Bandsmen. It costs just £42.99 for one year. Just go to britishbandsmen.com and click on subscribe. For a limited time only, you can enjoy one month of British Bandsmen absolutely free. Simply register your interest by emailing info at britishbandsmen.com. That's info at britishbandsmen.com. Join me next time on BB On The Record. Bye for now.